0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us in yet another cloudy, but pleasant day in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill. And today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Lisa Myers, founder and chief executive of Verve search. Lisa, hello. Hello. How
1: are you?
0: Very well. Thank you for coming on the show today. We might as well delve straight in. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: Um, To me, uh, being a leader means uh, that you are willing to listen uh, and understand uh, people's needs and uh, views in order to get the best out of them
0: at work. So it's really nurturing the talents of those around you. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Sure. Nurturing the talent.
0: So within um, your organization, what do you do to nurture those talents?
1: Um, So we do quite a lot lot of things. I think I'm mostly uh, very uh, passionate about uh, developing uh, people from a personal point of view. And I do think that there is no such thing as... uh, being professional like that's the that's the illusion that you are a different person at work and a different person at home and i think that actually works against you um, at work and um, i really try to help people be more of who they are uh, and be okay with who they are because this is where true authenticity comes uh, across and where people really start uh, being able to achieve things that others might not be because they can really get Uh, to the top of uh, teamwork and work with other people because they are not uh, constantly trying to be a different person or um, a a different view than who they
0: really are. That's a very interesting concept. That's actually the first time I've heard someone um, bring that issue of the personal professional life up. Um, Mm -hmm. Is this something that developed over time uh, or was there a mentor at some point in your past who led you down this path?
1: So I've always been very, very interested in um, psychology and neuroscience and um, how how our brains work. So I think from my own experience, um, I am someone that uh, might not uh, have the, the the background or the classical background of what you think uh, a person in leadership is, and I think that's that's probably quite important part of why I lead the like I do because I don't have a degree. Um, I, I don't think I'm particularly like above the average in intelligence-wise. But the way that I think and the way that I treat people, I might be. And that's because of uh, a possible what can be seen as disadvantages in my background. Like i had an alcoholic parent. Uh, I didn't do that well at school. I'm dyslexic. But it's the way that I handle those disadvantages that made me Think differently, and I think um, being as authentic as possible um, made a huge difference to how I developed in my career. And it wasn't before I had a child and I was too knackered to pretend to be someone else that I, I suddenly started doing really well. So I kind of uh, discovered this of being the authenticity and how important that was in in achievement, uh, and therefore um, decided this was a really important part of the development of people. And teams. So that has, uh, since I started running a business, my own business in 2009, has been literally the undercurrent of how I manage and lead people.
0: Do you find that it, it uh, makes a happier workforce?
1: Um, I think, you know, I, I think happiness is, is a, a bit of a pressured word. Um, I think it makes for a, a more content workforce. And I think it does make for a truer and more honest workforce. I think happiness is something that we all strive for but I, I also believe that if you haven't got the difficult times, if you haven't got the conflicts, you probably don't get, you you won't get to the real achievements either. So I also try to help everyone realize that it, it is it is not about being happy all the time. It's about, about going through difficult times and still continue and Solving problems, and that's when you feel the real sense of achievement, which is where contentment
0: lies. So perseverance is really key to contentment. Absolutely. Um, when you are speaking to young people who are looking to get into your field, what's the advice that you give them?
1: Um, persevere. Yeah, I think um, the way that I recruit as well is, is maybe a little bit different uh, because I don't I, I don't believe it matters where you went to school or what you graduated in or um, whether you were amazing or or, or not amazing. Um, it is literally how you think that I care about. So um, for anyone that especially wants to get into a, a a creative or technical field or somewhere where the rules aren't already set, it is more important than ever to show your individuality, your thinking and how you would see it. Don't worry about all the things that those recruiters say that you should say this because that will make you look like that. If anything it's not even psychology, it's biology. Your brain, your limbic brain, that has no um, no ac- capacity for, for language um, decides whether you like a person based on Im- inputs that you don't realize you're registering. And one of the biggest um, things that prevents us from really connecting with someone is that we feel that they're not authentic and that decreases the trust. So if anything, the most important thing in anyone's career, in anyone's development, is be as authentic as possible and give them the way that you think differently. Don't try to be like everyone else.
0: That's very interesting. It's a very interesting uh, point to take. Uh, Of course, people do tend to take examples uh, from those around them and from the Mm -hmm. past. Um, On that subject, uh, if I had to press you, uh, who would you say objectively was the greatest leader... Mm -hmm living or dead
2: hmm.
0: it's always a difficult uh, question
1: yeah it is um,
0: uh, there are just so I many think, to choose from
1: yeah it is I think Nelson Mandela was um, amazing uh, mostly mm-hmm. because he's been so honest about all the things that he did wrong mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I think the true leaders are the ones that have courage and the word courage it's really interesting and it's different from brave in my mind because courage means it comes from the heart. It -hmm. comes from the French word, courage, which is with heart. And to me, that's something, doing something, not because you're thinking, it's because your heart believes it. And Nelson Mandela is is a perfect example of someone that is driven by their heart. And it is, it is almost above right or wrong or anything else. It is his heart that says that this isn't right. We have to do something about that and his background and all the things that he did that wasn't even, it wasn't like if you, if you read his biography, you realize that he did a lot of stuff that is really shady and not, not necessarily a a good thing, but you have to travel a lot and you have to experience a lot to be able to get to the point and be honest about that. And I think, um, he was always driven and by courage, by by his heart. Um, and that, that, I think, is extremely important in leadership.
0: You're absolutely right. And especially with the example of uh, Mandela, it shows us that we don't have to be prisoners of our past, do we?
1: Yeah, exactly. That shouldn't define you. You should... Uh, I think it's, and, and the things should is not great either. But um, being defined by your past uh, puts you in a in a prison. Like he talked a lot about how how that is the real prison. And I, I know a lot of psychologists talk about this as well. And how how the when you are angry with someone, when you are upset about something, it's usually yourself that are suffering, not the person you are mad with or anything else. And letting go of that, I think is is a huge key for being able to to to, to achieve greatness and uh, contentment and, and and goodness
0: now unfortunately uh, we're running quite close to time but before mm-hmm. I let you go what does the next 12 months have in store for Verve Search
1: and so we are in the last year of uh, our now. so I have one more year um, and we sold Omnicom in 2017 so it is a, it's a huge uh, growth year for us, and it's, a, it's some very big challenges for me uh, on a leadership level, um, and I think it's going to be um, quite a challenge, but in is, it's in the time of challenges that you learn the most, so I'm also very excited about all the things that I do not know yet that I will
0: learn. Well, you have to come back on the podcast and share what you've learned with us at some point in the near future. Uh, Lisa, it's absolute. been an absolute pleasure discussing leadership with you. Um, and again, I look forward to speaking with you again. Lisa, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Lisa Myers, founder and chief executive of Verve Search. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst.
2: Oh, there, there are one or two people who are very familiar um, uh, who do Google uh, me. Realise that I did uh, score nothing for Essex, uh, for, my only game for Essex first team when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool. A place called uh, uh, Egbert in in, uh, in Liverpool, many, many years ago, nineteen sixty-two, I think that was. So I didn't. Um, just... Yes, I, I didn't really feel it. The time it was lucky to be <laughs> playing. I guess of one or two injuries. Um...
3: It can't be understated, no matter what form that comes in. When you were at West Ham, uh, Jeff, and when um, Ron Greenwood first uh, uh, came along, he made obviously some pretty radical changes. Was this a man that genuinely inspired confidence uh, the first time you'd meet him?
2: Absolutely. I mean, he, he was simply a fantastic uh, coach or teacher, if you like, at the football. And uh, they quite always mentioned when we talk about Ron Greenwood, Harry Redknapp, um, which uh, was absolutely... But I can use that now because it, it is quite funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we another time then. But we... Um, uh, well, you want me... I, I can tell you if want,
2: you want. You've got time. I can tell I go, you if you want. Jeff,
3: go on. Go on. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was uh,
2: doing a, a, at a dinner in, in the Channel Lions, three or four hundred people, black tie dinner, uh, guest of mm-hmm. honor. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions...
3: What a question. What a question.
2: I think that would be definitely in the stupid category, wouldn't it? So we had a laugh about it's,
3: that. Uh, well, uh, and we, you've got to have a patient of a saint, I think, sometimes to put up with <laughs> well, things no, like that. I, just, but you know, then again,
2: I found it amusing. I just found it amusing. In fact, some of the audience found it highly amusing as well, so it did, uh, um, it did but make laugh
3: If you can put, put up with my questions, you could probably put up with uh, anything. <laughs> um, but th- there would have become a point, though, um,
2: Looking at so that, many. yeah, so many, and that's why we we're successful because we had so many um, showing all those qualities that you just mentioned uh, throughout the team. I think that that was outstanding, and uh, uh, and it's an opportunity to talk about uh, all of them in, in that breath. And there was nobody. And going back to an earlier earlier question for me, that um, all hard nosed professionals, good good teammates, mm. good socially.